Welcome back, guys. It's Thread Talk Tuesday, and I'm your host, Teresa. And I'm Denver. And today we have a Valentine's Day theme for you. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and most people will be going on their dates tomorrow, and or maybe Galentine's, or whatever you do to celebrate Valentine's Day. But Denver and I already celebrated ours in January. We had an <laughs> early Valentine's Day party, I guess. There was, uh, it was my turn. So what Teresa and I like to do, we like to rotate Valentine's Day every year. We like to keep it even. Um, so she'll pick the Valentine's Day uh, one year, then I'll do it the next year. This was my year. So I was trying to find something. And since Valentine's Day is on a Wednesday, we're not so super into, we need to do it right on the 14th. We, you know, we understand Valentine's Day is a nice special day to show appreciation for your significant other. And we just try to find something to do around there. And I found something very special to do. And uh, there was only two dates for it. One of them was uh, in January and the other one was March 30th. So I was like, I'd rather do an early Valentine's Day rather than a late one. So we kind celebrated ours early um that's a decision that we made together and in one of the stories that i have the decision didn't go so well for another couple so we'll get into that in a bit do you want to tell them what we did for valentine's day should we tell them now or maybe like near the end of the podcast okay sure we could talk about it. we'll get into what we did for our valentine's day at the end of the podcast just like we always do so we'll go through and we'll go through the best reddit stories for valentine's day then near the end of the episode if you guys follow along you'll learn a little bit more about our personal life and what we did on valentine's day Sounds good. Do you want to start us off? I will start us off. So let's get into the show. Babe, I'm going to I'm going to start this off with a joke. Oh god, the jokes again. Why did the skeleton break up with her boyfriend before Valentine's Day? I don't know. Her heart just wasn't in it. <laughs> Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I had to go through so many to find something that you would probably find funny. <laughs> My first story from Reddit is not actually an Am I the Asshole story. It's from Ask Reddit. Waiters, what Valentine's Day disaster have you witnessed? Ooh. Yeah, I got two of them here. One of the top ones. There was a note in our reservations that it was an engagement. They wanted champagne, a specific seat, and a bunch of other stuff. The server comes up to the table with something like, so I read that we're celebrating an engagement. Congratulations. Confusion from the woman, glaring from the guy. He hadn't proposed yet. The waiter ruined it. Oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> like, whose fault is that, though? I don't even know. Like, he could have put like more specific a surprise proposal yeah like engagement dinner like kind of sounds like we're celebrating our engagement yeah. proposal dinner means that's i'm different. about to pop the question so yeah oh that, that sucks so that sucks all right the next best one on this one that i found was i worked at a pretty high-end mediterranean bistro my second valentine's day there was probably the busiest night I'd ever worked as a server. We had reservations booked basically the entire restaurant, including the bar and patio from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. No walk-ins were to be seated unless a reservation was canceled or someone with a reservation didn't show up. Most of the customers were pretty understanding and either waited or simply left. One dude, however, kept pushing and pushing and asking every 10 minutes how much longer until he will be seated, constantly saying how he is a regular customer and how his date is going to be there at 7 p.m. He also got there at 6. 
We insisted that once the table was available and all the customers before him were seated, he would get a table. But because of the amount of reservations, we couldn't guarantee he would even get a table at all. At about 6.50, the guy loses it. Fast walks up to the hostess stand where the reservation book is, grabs the reservation book, and practically runs out the front door. Now, everything is... I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Now, everything is going to complete shit because the only copy of the reservations for the night that is barely half over is gone. Two of the owners ran outside to follow the guy and try and get the book back. But the time they got out, he had already left the parking lot. Even better is two hours later, chaos is still running rampant. And the dude shows back up saying he has a reservation for two. (laughs) <laughs> Three of the five owners, all brothers, escorted the dude and his date out of the parking lot, banned him from the restaurant permanently. They even took a picture of him and posted it on the window saying, do not serve this man. <laughs> oh, my God. How embarrassing oh God. for him. Can you imagine the date? She's like, yeah. wait, what's, what's happening? I, I thought you had a reservation. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're like getting kicked out and escorted off. Guys, oh you should be booking your reservations like December early January I was yeah, yeah. early January December honestly like I I originally had a different plan for our Valentine's Day oh, did you? there was a new restaurant at the well that's at, at the top oh yeah I've seen it Eros yeah, in yeah, Toronto yeah, yeah. that would have been a great one that would have been a great one I like a new restaurant new food you love it it's an up view high, uh, high um, skyline view I, that's what I liked so it would have been a win-win but yeah it, they are all booked out but then yeah. it turns out that they actually weren't booked out um they were they hadn't taken any reservations reservations. yet so i kept checking later and then they opened it up and there was a valentine's day um package that you could Mm. get it was 175 dollars per person yeah and then when i went to go book it because i was like okay fine like whatever valentine's day we'll spend a little bit extra you know new restaurant i want to treat to experience it they didn't even have any main dining left by the time that they went to book it it was just bar and like Uh. sushi bar Oh. Like you could have sat in front of the sushi bar station and we both don't eat don't seafood. Eat sushi, so I was yeah. like, that's not really good. Hmm. So I figured maybe we can go another time um, when it's not crazy. Yeah. Busy and no, stuff for like sure. That. Yeah. $175 is a lot of money. And it was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that, that included like champagne and stuff like that. And I'm like, we don't, don't even drink, drink champagne. Yeah. So that's why I was just like, you know what? And then I kept searching and I found something way better, way better. Teresa absolutely loved it. I set the bar so high. Like yeah. what is she even supposed to do? do next year like she had like no (laughs) exactly she she screwed oh i don't know all right we'll move it along it's time for uh teresa's story all right okay my first story comes from am i the asshole and the title is am i the asshole for choosing to be with my heartbroken sister for valentine's day rather than my husband so i 29 female am the oldest of two siblings a brother, 28, and a sister who I will call Emma, 21, for the sake of the post. I'm extremely protective towards my siblings due to our childhood, workaholic parents that were never there. When me and my husband, 30, met seven years ago, I explained I'm basically their mother, and when they need me, I will drop everything to go to them. Even before we got married, I made him promise me that he accepted my loyalty to my siblings will always come first. Recently, my sister did something stupid, which caused her childhood sweetheart, whom she'd been with since she was 15, to ghost her. Since the 9th of February, she's been staying at our home. I've been helping her deal with her first breakup, which she's been taking bad. Think Bella New Moon bad. (laughs) 
Of course, Valentine's Day being so close, it was going to be harder for her. You can now imagine my anger when my husband decorated our bedroom and got me an over-the-top gift basket with extremely expensive makeup and skincare. I don't know, did he make a stupid mistake trying to mean well, or did he set out to prove a point that he's a bit of a crab towards my sister? He hasn't shown her any pity, nor does he support me, quote-unquote, treating her like an innocent baby. On Valentine's Day, he called me and said, Get ready, he was taking me out to surprise me, and I honestly was needing a breakout, and I was glad we weren't fighting anymore. While I was getting ready, my sister entered the room and had a breakdown, which ended in a full panic attack. She was still crying in my arms, and when my husband entered our room dressed in a suit, I just mouthed, sorry, and he threw down the roses screaming, fuck it, I can't take this shit anymore. He came back home around 3 a.m. and slept on the floor of our bedroom by his own wishes. Since then, he hasn't spoken to me. My brother has told me I was in the right as family comes first, but my friends are on my husband's side. Am I the asshole? Yeah, I kind of think so. Like, I'm I'm kind of on the husband's side. But I don't know. Like, there, there, there is a bit of, okay, like, you are the mother and, uh, you know, everything comes first. But it sounds like, one, she did something to make her boyfriend ghost her. Yeah. That sounds like cheating. I don't want to jump to conclusions or anything like that, but that's usually the one thing that if somebody's going to high school sweetheart and now they no longer even want to talk to you, what could you have done that's not cheating on them that for a reason that they wouldn't want to talk to you anymore? Yeah, who knows? And then it sounds like she's an adult. She's the, an the adult. The sister's an she's adult. She's 21. The sister's 21. The yep. sister's not 13 who just had her, her first little breakup and everything like that. Exactly. So it sounds like this is the straw that broke the camel's back maybe for the husband. Like there's yeah. been more incidents and yeah, he understood that going in, but like there is saying it and saying I understand and then having it repeatedly happen and happen and happen again. It's like, okay, I understand you said you're going to be there for your family, but she's 21 and she's just going through a breakup and the breakup has already happened. Like it's not even like you got broken up on Valentine's day. Like it's another thing. If it's like family got in a car accident, family had something tragic happen. Maybe, maybe I don't even think so, but maybe she got broken up with like on Valentine's day day and stuff like that in the afternoon or something like that but at the end of the day like she's an adult she needs to be able to handle that stuff on herself and you babying and coddling on her all it's doing is ruining your own relationship so i kind of think that yeah she is the asshole husband went out of his way he's trying really hard he's trying to make an effort he said i'm going to surprise you you said yes to the surprise and stuff like that and then last minute said oh i gotta cancel i'm sorry and stuff like that i'd be pissed off too especially probably had dinner reservations bought her a bunch of stuff he was in a suit with roses and everything like that yeah dude's working dude's trying hard dude's putting in the effort for his wife and stuff like that and yeah if you're gonna consistently choose your family over your husband that's what's gonna happen to you yeah your husband is your new family you need to make him a priority now too yep exactly Mm. yeah i don't like how she said my family comes before you you're supposed to be my family. You are your new family. We're You're my family. <laughs> yeah. Teresa is my family. I Teresa's number one priority to me. You should always be prioritizing your significant other. And I understand the upbringing, the way your parents were maybe not like absent parents and you were kind of the mother figure to them, but they're grown adults now. Your sister is 21, your brother's 28, like it's time to grow up. It is time to they grow up. They don't need mothering and coddling anymore. No. You're you're doing nothing but hurting them. Yeah. They're not learning to solve anything on their own. Yeah. This is... It's only going to get so, worse. Yeah. 
This one made me upset. This one made me really sad for the husband. This does make me sad for the husband, yeah. Yeah, so overall vote is asshole. Yeah, good. Yeah, top comment. Quote, unquote, you can imagine my anger when my husband decorated our bedroom and got me an over-the-top gift basket with extremely expensive makeup and skincare. No, no, I really cannot. Your husband made a lovely present for you and you were angry? That's absurd. Your sister is a grown woman who can deal with the fact that other people still have happy relationships or had because your husband is not going to stick around much longer if you keep doing this shit. You're the asshole. Yeah, he literally went ahead and made a, like two surprises, two mm-hmm. surprises, like that first surprise. Yeah. And that, why did why would that make her angry at all? Yeah. And the biggest thing is, too, it's like it, she says it right at the beginning that her sister did something stupid and her person ghosted her. So she admits that her sister messed up. And instead of saying, listen, you messed up. These are the consequences. You're going to learn from this. You'll move on. You'll get better and stuff like that. But this is life and this is reality. And you got to you gotta pay your consequences. And instead of doing that, she's just coddling her. Yep. And ruining her own relationship. Exactly. No. If they want to be in... Like, if they want to just have themselves as family, don't have a significant other. Yeah. Because that's not fair to them. It sounds like she's not going to have a significant other for much longer if she keeps yeah. this up and doesn't recognize her ways. Exactly. Is there any edit or update from OP? No, that's all. She probably got shredded and was like, I'm never going on this site again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Moving along. This one was from one day ago from a throwaway account. Am I the asshole? Coworker asked me to bake her a Galentine's Day. And was shocked when I asked her to pay for the ingredients. As a hobby and out of kindness to my coworkers, friends, and family, I really enjoy baking and sharing with people. I bake for them pretty regularly. I like to have homemade baked goods. So when I'm feeling like I want something, it's practically the same amount of effort to make a full batch of, say, cookies or muffins as it is to make a few. So I bake big batches and keep a few for myself, then bring the bulk of it into work to share with my coworkers. Not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm pretty good at baking. My coworkers are always so grateful and happy when I bring something in. In these instances where I choose to bring things in, I never ask anybody to pay for anything because I'm sharing with the entire office. Many of my friends and coworkers have asked me to bake them things for themselves or for events outside of work. I always tell them that I'm happy to bake something just for them so long as they cover the cost of the ingredients and I don't charge for my time, labor, and effort. My take on it is very simple. If I choose to bring it in for everybody, I'm not concerned at all about getting paid for it. If somebody asks me to make it for them, not for everybody in the office, then it's reasonable to ask them to pay for the cost of the ingredients because I've done this dozens of times. Mm-hmm. So a coworker of mine asked me to bake muffins for her girl's Galentine's, Valentine's Day party brunch. I told her, sure, what kind? She said mini muffins, chocolate ones, and blueberry ones. I tell her, okay, you can either buy the ingredients and bring them to me, or I can just calculate how much it'll cost and you can pay me that way. She seemed absolutely stunned. Reluctantly, she said, yes, that's fine. She couldn't believe that I would charge her and even went so far as to complain with others around the office about me asking for her to cover the cost of the ingredients. With no concern for my time, my willingness to do it for her and not make any profit for myself, but so put off that I asked for, get this, $10 US. This was for a total of 40 mini muffins, 10 different flavors, made from scratch with higher quality and more expensive ingredients like Kerrygold butter, not the cheap stuff. It tastes so much better, and that's what she wanted. 
So am I the asshole for asking my coworker to cover the cost of ingredients for her personal baked goods, two batches just for her, or is this person being entitled to my time and money? The latter. Yeah. Yeah. She's very entitled. Like, do you think that she's just a a free bakery for you? Right. Like, what the hell? $10? You can't pay $10 US dollars? If you bought these fresh muffins from an actual bakery, that would... 40 mini muffins with different flavors is probably going to be $50. Like, it's going to be expensive. Disgusting entitled behavior. Like, if somebody was in my office and they made muffins and whatever, like, and they were like, oh, it's only $10, I'd be like... No, I'll give you like thirty. I'll give you like thirty dollars. Like, here's a little bit of time for your time and effort as well. Like, I I want your muffins because they taste really good. I'm not trying to take advantage of you. Like, I don't mind even paying for your time and effort. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think this person this person shouldn't be baking things for anybody. Yeah. Like that's a very very nice person. Too nice. Don't do that for anybody. Yeah. Your time is precious charge people for your time that's it, when people take advantage of you Because you're gonna lead to people taking advantage of you yeah. and stuff like that this chick could have a great side hustle she could be yeah. like making money from these muffins if she's a good baker yeah some people entitled can't pay. yeah no at that point i would say at that if point, she's going around and spreading yeah. rumors around the office like uh, talking shit about me this no, I don't, even, I'm not making your muffins anymore, yeah. bitch. This isn't even a question of am I Go the find asshole? It's like, I'm not making your muffins anymore. Yeah. Like, cool. Here's your fucking $10 back. Go buy a chocolate bar from the vending machine. Like, buy you. Yeah. <laughs> like, go buy a Snickers bar. You hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Any updates? Any comments? Outrageous. Uh, voted not the asshole. Obviously. Top comment, absolutely not the asshole. She wouldn't even be able to buy store-bought muffins for that price. Yeah. She should be super grateful. You're already charging her for the ingredients. I just saw that you're not even going to the brunch. So she is an extra major asshole. The audacity of some people. Audacity. 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 Audacity <laughs> of some people. Yep. Uh, she replied, yep. Girls only, LOL. Oh, so this is a guy. Oh. So I don't get to go. We're all in our 30s and 40s. So it's shocking to see such selfish behavior. Yeah, I, I know. I guess we shouldn't have assumed the gender. Gender. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I, I did. I did. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he should definitely be charging for his time and supplies at minimum. At minimum. Exactly. At minimum. Yeah. No, don't let people take advantage of you. Because exactly. this is exactly what happens. They feel entitled to your time and resources. That's... Like, people are so absurd, for real. Because... Aren't you embarrassed to do that? That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Aren't you embarrassed? Like, ugh, my social anxiety could never. Yeah, never. I don't. I don't see anything here that this person, like OP, is replying to a lot of the people, but nothing is saying that he's not going to do it. Oh, wait, there is an update. I got through. Oh, oh, there's a deep update. I didn't Ooh. know this. Okay, here we go. Update: muffins delivered to the event. They were a hit. Coworkers sent praise for it. Very surprised by the number of comments. I can't respond to every individual comment, so I'll answer the most common questions that I'm seeing. Why still do it for? I already agreed to do it and accepted payment. Regardless of her nonsense, it's important for me to keep my integrity. Mm, No, it's not, dude. That's where you can go ahead and hand your money back and say, I heard you're talking shit. Go buy your muffins somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, Other one, confront her. Or tell her you've heard that she was complaining to others. I have decided that if she complains to her group of friends during their little event, some of whom are our coworkers, mm-hmm. or complain about it again in the office, then I will address it with her. 
No more freebies with her when you bring in baked goods. I also decided to do exactly this. First, will not bake for her own personal orders again. If she does continue making an issue and complain to coworkers, I will exclude her completely from the freebie bakes stuff that I bring yeah. in. Don't be a doormat, dude. Definitely not. I was very clear and firm up front that she would have to pay for the ingredients. Her behavior is to dictate any further action for me. There's a lot of, oh, it's way too long. But yeah, this dude kind of is a doormat, man. Like yeah. you hear people talking shit. That's when you cut the ties and you don't Stick cook up for, for them. Yourself. Stick up for yourself. Yeah. Give them their money back. Just because you took the money, that doesn't mean anything. Give them a refund. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. You're not entitled to my time and effort. <laughs> Stand up for yourself. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Okay. Next one is from Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole for visiting my late husband's grave on Valentine's Day? Hi, first time poster here. I, 37 female, lost my husband in 2014. It was very unexpected. We were together since high school and had a daughter, 15 female. It took a long time to accept his death and move on, but I did and I've been in a new relationship for three years now. My boyfriend, 38 male, is amazing and I love him. He gets along with my daughter super well, which is obviously important to me. The drama is, we've recently been arguing about the fact that I have a few photos of my late husband around the house. He said it makes him uncomfortable to constantly see the man I was married to. I have a table in the living room where I have a small memorial type thing. It has a bunch of photo frames of my late husband as well as candles. I came home from work two weeks ago and saw that my boyfriend took all of the photos off the table and stashed them in a drawer. It caused a massive argument. He told me he did it because it made him feel like a guest in his own home. I told him it's fucked up to be insecure over a man who isn't even alive, but he believes his feelings are completely valid. My late husband's birthday is on the 14th of February, and every year I go to visit his grave with my daughter. But this year, my boyfriend got irritated over it. He told me he wanted to spend the entire day with me, but instead I went to, quote unquote, look at a gravestone. Apparently, I ruined Valentine's Day. I was furious. I asked him why he suddenly has an issue with my late husband, and he said it's because he was planning on proposing to me, but he can't anymore because he believes I'm still caught up on my husband. I ended up calling him a cunt, and he angrily left the house and hasn't been back since. Am I the asshole? He is a cunt. No, you're not the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> This is where it gets really tough with widows. Like, that's such a tremendous, heartbreaking event that she had to go through. Yeah. I feel like it's so tough to build another relationship while you're a widow. And honestly, I feel like there should be like a widow's dating widow support group because nobody else is going to understand what you're going through. This dude is jealous of a dead person. And we, we listened to a little another story a while ago, too, where it was the girl. It was the opposite. And it always seems like they're like, well, would we be together if they hadn't died? No, you wouldn't be together because they still would be with their first spouse. Like, yeah. they passed away tragically. You have to be okay with that. There was no closure for these widows or th yeah. these people who lost their spouse. There's no closure for them. Obviously, like, they're... If you think of like a normal divorce, something has had to happen for, for the two to separate. This, you're just abruptly losing your the love of your life. There's no closure for that. So it's normal to still have lingering feelings. Absolutely. And for that reason, I truly believe people should... 
I, I think it's hard for someone who is a widow or someone who lost their spouse to date someone who hasn't. I think, it, I think it's harder the opposite. I think it's harder for someone who hasn't lost somebody that, to yeah. date somebody who has because yes. they will always be questioning their relationship where if they are both widows, which is absolutely tragic, but they have a deeper sense of understanding yeah. then that, that helps them bring together and helps, I think, create a, a longer lasting relationship when it seems to be people that are going into these relationships where one has lost a significant other and the other hasn't, it's tough because that person is always questioning and stuff. That person has to be a big person and very understanding. Very confident in in themselves themselves. and you and just very trusting like yeah that that's tough too and especially too like it seems like it's her house he moved in yeah so this dude's got some jealousy feelings and stuff like that but like you need to accept that and move on you cannot you absolutely cannot start taking photos down and trying to erase him you absolutely especially when there is a child involved you cannot erase that person that is her father's birthday you need to come into the understanding that you're never going to have a real valentine's day and you need to get over those feelings you need to shove them down and you need to accept that fact that that's how it's going to be and that you should be happy and expecting to go to that gravesite every single year with her and her daughter because that's going to be even more for her daughter than it is for her yeah like she'll be able to move on and stuff like that but the daughter will never be able to move on from losing her father exactly and you can never take the photos down because those are the, not no. those aren't just the photos of her ex-husband um, is it not even called late, the, husband. late husband those are fathers of the kid's dad you can't take those yeah. down you will never be able to replace him you never will and you need to be okay with that yeah exactly um another thing i don't like about this guy he was gonna propose on his birthday that seems fucked up to me wait she said he was gonna propose on valentine's on day on valentine's day oh that's messed up that's fucked up. This dude's this dude's Delulu. He's yeah. in, he's insensitive. He doesn't understand. Cut and run. This dude is never gonna understand. No, he yeah. I think he's jealous of a dead person, and he's trying to overcompensate by kind of like trying to take away any sort of significance that the late husband has. Yeah, and trying to take the day of his birthday to be his own. So the thing the day is, that is, they got engaged. What I don't understand is how can anybody in their right mind think that that's going to be okay? Exactly. How no. can you even think that that's going to be okay to do that? Oh, I'm just going to take down these photos without even asking her, and she's going to be okay with it. Like exactly. What? what? Like yeah, you didn't expect her to get upset over that. Like you expect her to just be okay with it. Like no, bro. Like goodbye. Check yourself goodbye he wrecked himself he did wreck himself okay obviously overall vote is not the asshole top comment not the asshole but this boyfriend may not be the right person for you too many people treat a late spouse slash partner as an ex and expect the survivor to move on as if they'd broken up with the late partner your late spouse will always have a place in your heart and you deserve a new partner who can respect and honor that part of you after my parents divorced my father eventually remarried to a widow his own age who had lost her first husband to cancer they wound up living together in the house she and her first husband had bought and raised their children in until my father could no longer live at home due to advancing dementia my father always honored and respected her late husband's memory his family pictures and newer pictures of the two of them and our blended families were added to the pictures in their home 
They never replaced or displaced the pictures she had with her first husband and their children growing up. My father chose a sapphire ring to propose with so as to not seem to compete with the very nice diamond the first husband had proposed with. If your boyfriend cannot live comfortably with your memories and connection to your late husband, he's not the right one. That one almost made me tear up a little 100%. bit. 100%. <laughs> that dude knew what to do. That's very sweet. That is sweet. I like the sapphire ring. Yeah. Uh, not even <laughs> Getting with emotional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's tough. It, it's definitely tough. I can understand the jealousy part, but that's that's where I feel like if you aren't super confident in your relationship and yourself and you can't give that to your significant other, you have to leave. You you can't date a widow or, or be with a widow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to move on. Yeah. Sounds like he's going to get moved on from, though. Yeah. For sure. All right. Moving along. This one is uh, this one's from two years ago. Am I the asshole for not getting my wife anything for Valentine's Day? I'm in trouble this week, and I'm not sure that I deserve to be. I, 35 female, did not get anything for my wife, 36 female, for Valentine's Day this year. Hear me out. I told her in August that since I'm going to be unemployed and going to law school full-time the next three years that I won't be getting her or anyone else presents for the next three years. I mentioned to her multiple times. She was then kind of mad at me for not getting her anything for Christmas despite this, but she got over it rather quickly. Monday morning, I texted her Happy Valentine's Day because she leaves her work before I get up. I did not get her any presents because I don't have any money. She got me a bag of jelly beans for Valentine's Day. I didn't need anything, but I thanked her anyway. She was very mad I didn't get her a gift for Valentine's Day. She said I couldn't gotten her a small gift or even something homemade. I told her it didn't even cross my mind as I didn't have the money for gifts, but I will do that in the future. I then made her a homemade card, but she said that it didn't count because she had to ask for it. She also knows I do not like Valentine's Day as it reminds me of when my school was shot up in 2008. I also have had a cold all week and haven't been feeling well. She was still mad at me on Tuesday and reiterated the same points. It's now Thursday and she says she wants to forgive me but is still upset and feels that me not getting her something means I don't care. I said I don't feel that I should have to apologize as I told her I wouldn't have money to get anyone gifts months ago. Am I the asshole? Um, this one, I kept flipping back and forth throughout the story. At first, I was thinking like, yes, you could have just gotten her something small. Like she got you jelly beans. That's maybe a dollar, a dollarama. Exactly. Like you can just do something small. Something homemade. You uh, you know your card. spouse. So exactly. If, if you know that she likes that kind of stuff, like it's it's not hard to just buy a card and write some something sweet in it just to make them feel special don't even need to buy a card you could just fold a piece of paper and write a note on it and stuff like that like saying, yeah you have, Sorry, pen, you have a paper i don't have any money to go and get something or like you know go get something that's a little candy bar or anything like it's the effort that seems like the significant other is looking for and it's if you were with them long enough you would know what yeah. it is that they're looking for so it seems like you chose to ignore the signs that she was sending like like she got you small things and stuff like that yeah. like you could have come up with something on the other hand i they did say it 
she did say it and she did say like this holiday like valentine's day brings up bad memories for her so if it's a traumatic event for her and her girlfriend knows that i don't know i don't know because if she if she doesn't want to celebrate valentine's day at all i don't know it's difficult it's difficult because on one hand like yeah it doesn't take a lot of effort to just write a card but on another hand like this is probably a traumatic day for her i don't know yeah very traumatic it's tough in 2008 northern illinois university had a shooting wow uh seems like somebody who was 27 graduated from there um apparently showed no signs of anything but then was off his meds and uh 18 uh, people were shot five people died including the shooter himself and 17 wow. were injured wow. there's a wikipedia page um about it it's uh that's that's traumatic and yeah. i mean that is very traumatic so like that's where I it's tough it's like i can see i also sorry sorry i also feel like um op was very mature in what she said like okay i didn't i didn't realize that the, you mm-hmm. still wanted me to get something i will work on this for next time mm-hmm. she did say that like exactly so i think that is a great point so yeah. if you don't communicate with your spouse you don't know what they want like so you can't read each other's mind unless you communicate so i think like if the next time the next occasion came around and she still did the same thing she would be the asshole yeah exactly but there was christmas and now this mm. so it's like why didn't they have this conversation at christmas and valentine's day for me has not been about getting a gift yeah it's we don't more, we don't get, we don't each, other get each other gifts it's more about like the actions of doing something like christmas is the gift yeah. day valentine's day is more of the appreciation day you know going out for dinner or getting you know you I know writing you, cards and stuff make like you that. heart-shaped donuts make yeah last <laughs> year trees some made heart-shaped creme brulee donuts and stuff <laughs> so it's more of the small things not necessarily like oh here's a new iphone type of thing it's more of those more heartfelt ones where they're more personal like yeah she got you jelly beans obviously nobody needs jelly beans like you didn't need it but it's a small little bag of jelly beans so i like the homemade card and i hope they can improve for the future um a little bit of a tough one on this one yeah what's the overall vote asshole asshole yeah the the thing that gets me too is like if you've expressed like valentine's day gives me bad feelings because you literally went through one of the most traumatic things in your life and stuff yeah that's one thing but then you also have to respect that your significant other didn't go through that it is still kind of that for them and maybe they can help you bring you kind of back into the norm and help you kind of move on and and process that that Mm -hmm. you know event um that you went through and then there's certain levels to that too because it's like you don't know where was this person just attending the school like was way on the other side when this happened or were they in the auditorium where they were literally getting shot at like there's different levels of traumatic like yeah i don't know this is a tough one um yeah just talk comments says you the asshole thoughtfulness doesn't have to cost money yeah i think that at least they made a recovery like they they didn't double down yeah and say ah blah blah blah. they went and made a card they tried to apologize they tried to oh yeah yeah i forgot she did that and now she's saying it's too little too late because she had to tell her but she had to tell her but sometimes you do have to you have to tell them the first time. yeah it's communication like there's a lot of things that you're gonna have to say for the first time it's whether or not 
the that they pick up on it mm-hmm. and they continue to do the same thing or they continue to improve. Yeah. There's been a lot of things over the years that you have told me about mm-hmm. and I always try to listen, understand and improve that for the future and make it so that you don't have to consistently feel that same way. Yeah. I feel like you do the same for me as well. That's yeah. part of the communication process. You know, one one thing that my best friend said to me um long time ago but about 10 years ago marcus he said uh you can't expect people to act the way that you expect them to behave you have to accept them for the way that they behave Mm -hmm. and it kind of always struck me as like yeah i always thought like you should behave this way and if you don't i'm mad and it made me realize that okay maybe this is they're acting this way i need to be more understanding communicate with them of you know what my expectations are in the relationship what makes me feel good and stuff but if they're still not willing to change their way i you can't consistently keep getting mad at them maybe it's time to move on from that relationship if you consistently are communicating with that and they're not changing you you mm-hmm. can't change people you can tell them how you feel at the end of the day the ball's in their court to do what they want to do but yeah a lot of times people get into frustrating situations with people and they expect people to do something they expect them to do it their way and they don't and it makes them mad at that person where you have to take a step back and be understanding of not everybody's going to do exactly what you expect them to do yeah no it's it's true all right moving along all right this one comes from today i fucked up Today, I fucked up by apologizing for cheating on my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Sorry, let me rephrase. Today, I fucked up by, quote unquote, apologizing for cheating on my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. A little long, but here it goes. Massive fuck up from my end. This morning, I, 23 male, woke up as early and organized as ever. I had my perfect plan for the day, walk over to my local trusted florist about 7.30 a.m., Get a huge bouquet of roses for my girlfriend, let's call her M, 21 female. Get to the station for my business trip to another city and return tonight in time for our dinner. I'm normally a meticulous person, but for some reason this morning distractions took over and halfway to the florist, I was walking as it's a short distance from my house, I realized I had left my wallet at home. No problem, I thought. I've known these guys since I was a kid, they'll let me pay later or tomorrow, right? Well, lo and behold, for some baffling reason, they were closed on Valentine's Day. All right. Tight on time, I ran a short distance further to another florist who wouldn't let me come back and pay later. Defeated, I walked home when I passed a building, which I shit you not had a massive bouquet of roses resting on the gate. I thought once, twice, three times, then I just took it since it looked pretty abandoned and nobody was around. I've had lots of unique things happen to me over the course of my life, which could have easily solved a lot of problems, and I've stupidly ignored them due to morals and other reasons, so I wasn't going to pass on this divine rescue. I went to my girlfriend's house, dropped them on her front doorstep, and left, happy that she'd be happy. Well, that feeling was... (laughs) See, never left. Well, that feeling was to be short-lived when 30 minutes later, I looked down at my phone to be greeted by six missed calls and I have do not disturb mode and 41 WhatsApp notifications from a barrage of insults and heartbreak. It turns out that the flowers had a note attached, which I totally did not see. And I did take a good look at the flowers. 
Said note was addressed to a certain V by her boyfriend. You guessed it with a name that starts with my same initial. And this motherfucker signed off with just the initial who profusely apologized for cheating, saying he didn't know what got into him, saying he only loved her, etc. to not break up, etc. The usual. So not only did my girlfriend find herself with a cheating boyfriend on Valentine's Day, but she also got a note hand delivered by me in which she is called by another name. So now she must think she's the side piece and that I'm enough of a dumbass to have mixed the two of them up and sent her the flowers. <laughs> while in reality, they were for the V who I was supposedly cheating on with my girlfriend. <laughs> the one time I took an opportunity. Well, fuck me. Dinner was an interesting night. <laughs> Denver is crying. Oh my god, that's fucking karma. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's the funniest story, Valentine's Day story I've ever heard. This guy. <laughs> I got nothing to say. He said he never does anything wrong. He always lives by his morals. And this one time he decides to do the fucking, wrong thing. I'm never doing anything like that again. <laughs> fucking karma. You know what the... I was just thinking, uh, listening to that. Um, you know why they were probably still there? This, the chick's like, yo, fuck yeah. this guy. Fuck those so, flowers. I don't want your flowers. I don't want your flowers. You cheat on me. Screw <laughs> your flowers. I'm not going outside to get them. <laughs> So that's why they were available. Oh, my God. He, like, checked them over, couldn't find the card and stuff like that. He's yeah. like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're good to go. Good to go. Go puts them down and just, boom, just destroyed. Bro, and you know what? That, like, what if she doesn't believe you? Like, that is so tough. Yeah. Be, I'd be like, you have to believe me. It's literally not even your name. Not even your name. Yeah, it's well, not even thinks, my writing. She thinks that she. She's the side piece. And yeah. And sent it to the wrong, wrong address. <laughs> oh. That's that's a really funny one. Yeah, but that but could messy. be a relationship ender and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's messy because there's sometimes where it's just like there's trust and she might not have it in him. Uh, who knows what their relationship is like? That could be. So there are some edits and updates. Ending. Oh, we got yeah. edits and updates. I haven't read them. But. Just note, people, for the future: if you're gonna steal some roses, <laughs> make sure that there's no note on them. Oh my god, that was so. This guy learned his lesson for sure. Hopefully, hopefully. Okay, edit one. I don't want people to think I went out of my way to steal stuff, so I would like to specify something. I guess I forgot to specifically emphasize that these roses were leaning against the building's back gate, which had a trash skip next to it. They weren't quite in the skip, but they were resting against the back gate, which is both less practical and less accessible than, say, the main gate. Plus, it's a service entrance surrounded by trash. In my area, all buildings have porters, which open at 7.30 a.m., so we could have easily just entered the building and left them on the door or with the porter. My theories are either the girl saw them, knew who they were from, and trashed them, or this guy put them in that specific place for some absurd reason. Update 1. The response to this has been epic, positive and negative comments. Thank you. And a special thank you for all the awards. Really amazing. On my way to pick her up now, so bear with me until later tonight or tomorrow morning. I'll also do my best to reply to everyone individually as I've done so far. Bye for now, guys. Final update. Well, guys, all's well that ends well. We met for dinner. I picked her up with 79 roses and her new handbag. And the first thing she did was flick my nose and say, you dumbass. I tried to explain what happened, but she kept laughing her ass off at the story, and eventually I just burst out too. 
In the end, I told her the whole story, complete truth from A to Z, and not a single lie. She said she never doubted me for a second and that she knew from a variety of factors, handwriting, my character, the trust she has in me, the greatness of our relationship, etc., that it could not have been more, but she could have never thought I ended up finding roses on my way back from failing to buy them. She said she ignored me because she wanted to punish, jokingly, me for getting her flowers off the street, but said she appreciated my resourcefulness. <laughs> we had a great dinner at this French restaurant and she's currently asleep next to me. I'll be joining her soon. I'm just looking at her thinking how lucky I am, how beautiful this girl is and how blessed I am to receive her love, care and affection every day. Makes me smile. I'm just happy about us. I also found out the reason my florist was closed is that they opened literally mere minutes after I left because his little kid had diarrhea and basically shit all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> shit all over himself and the bed early in the morning. So he had to be cleaned up and changed. So not incredibly interesting as many would have hoped. But there's a bonus. My building's porter came back to me with some gossip after I asked her to investigate said flowers. Apparently, this dude got caught cheating on his girlfriend, V, ages ago, and he's trying to win her back. It got to the point where V instructed her porter to take anything and everything this dude tried to leave for her straight to the trash area as she doesn't even want to see it and has completely shut out this guy. So I was right all along and I didn't really steal anything as it was abandoned, unwanted, and would have gone to the junkyard. I guess all the assholes calling me a thief and wishing me ill are currently in shambles, reevaluating their mediocrity. So in conclusion, everything went great. It was really just a unique set of circumstances which evolved into a funny story that terrified me for the smallest amount of time, but will make a great, amazing, hilarious topic of conversation for many years to come. She did say she was never going to let me live this down in a million years, and I'm currently known as the Valentine Bandit. <laughs> to everyone who is nice, funny, supportive, and positive, I want to give each and every one of you a massive thank you. Thank you for your positivity and for the laughs and awards. I will make sure to do my best to reply to the remaining comments individually, but I'll do so tomorrow. To those that insulted me, wished me disgrace, and just generally came spreading negativity, I only got one thing to say. Kissy face emoji. <laughs> Take away from the story. Don't steal flowers off the street. And if you must do so, make sure there's no notes anywhere in the vicinity of the flowers. Oh, my God. This has to be the greatest Valentine's Day story that I have ever heard. Yeah. Wow. The girlfriend was amazing. Yeah. She sounds like a great relationship. She's like, I know what happened here. I'm going to make him suffer. Yeah. I feel like I would have had the same response because yeah. there's no world where you would ever cheat on no. me. And I would just, I would believe you instantly. Like, yeah, I knew exactly. this was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So it's kind of like he wasn't stealing stealing like he had a feeling they were garbage but he wasn't a hundred percent sure yeah uh his feeling was right oh my god that was a great update that was good yeah very happy for him that yeah. is absolutely hilarious and then it goes into the kid of a diarrhea like what <laughs> like what this guy's a great storyteller honestly yeah, this guy is a great <laughs> very storyteller. funny <laughs> oh my gosh that so was good. hilarious yeah oh that was gold yeah pure gold <laughs> Ah, how do we move on from that one? How, <laughs> no, I should have left that one for last. How do we move on? Yeah, that was a good ending one, but it's okay. I have one that's coming from the marriage subreddit. It's just a vent. I dread Valentine's Day. I, 29 female, have been with my husband, 31 male, for five years. 
On our first Valentine's together, he took me out on a date and bought me some chocolates. I baked him his favorite pastry, gave him a present, and offered to split the bill. That was the only Valentine's Day that we celebrated. Later on, he told me he doesn't believe in celebrating this day and is all fake and excuse to get people to spend money, yet he celebrates Mother's and Father's Day and a lot of other random days celebrating trivial things. And we love each other every day, not just this one. We do, but I hardly ever get romance. I have tried suggesting things to do. He usually tells me they are too much trouble or we go to do them and he's just not in the best mood. I have also bought him presents, but he barely acknowledges them. So February 14th, I go on social media and see all the women celebrating their love with their partners and I am not being acknowledged. My husband isn't the romantic type type and I knew this going in but I can't help but feel sorry for myself I hardly get any flowers or anything remotely romantic and when I express how I feel he just tells me he is more practical and tries for one day and then drops it I feel like I can't say anything to him because he is a good husband in every other way so I end up dreading this day and avoiding social media altogether that's sad it is kind of sad husband sucks a little bit I mean, everybody is different in their own ways but and everything like that. But it's all about making the effort and yeah, everything. Yeah, just put and, in a little bit of effort, guys. Yeah, like, and honestly, like every holiday we have is fake. There's no reason yeah. for any of them. Do you celebrate Christmas? Do you yeah, celebrate Thanksgiving? A- a- anything. anything. I mean, if you think about it, there's no reason any of us exist. So that's just a way that we bring joy to yeah. our life and everything like that. Yeah. We find reasons to make us happy. So, yeah, I mean, you're celebrating Father's Day and Mother's Day, but you don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day. Like, yeah. dude, just be happy. You need to recognize that your wife wants a little something and you need to go through a little bit of extra effort yeah. to make your significant other uh, happy. And, yeah, I feel a little sad for her um, yeah. that he's not willing to do anything. It's like he faked it on the first one. Yeah. And then just nothing after that. No, it's unfortunate because even though she did communicate, like, he's not really putting in the effort. Like, she, he doesn't have to do, like, he doesn't have to get give in to the, the money aspect of it, buying flowers or whatever. Like, like the other, other things, story. Go for a hike. Do something like that. Just I feel make, like that's just hard. You can literally make, like, heart-shaped pancakes. I just saw TikTok. And the guy made, like, heart-shaped pancakes in the morning for her. Exactly. Like, you don't have to do much just just do, a do something little. to acknowledge just her acknowledge exactly yeah yeah so i don't think there's really an excuse i don't think so put in the effort yeah on both sides on both sides people should put in the effort yeah. it's not don't always put it on the it's not always the guy's no. uh, responsibility it, it's both people but it seems like she she tries and he just doesn't he's not game for anything yeah yeah it's a little sad yeah that is sad yeah okay, okay. Moving along. This one comes from Best of Redditor Updates. My boyfriend broke up with me on Valentine's Day because I ate too much at dinner. I, 27 female, have been dating my boyfriend, 26 male, since last summer, about seven months now. It has been my happiest relationship ever so far as he is smart, kind, funny, and a good listener. Bedroom stuff is excellent, etc. We don't live together yet, but spend about three to four nights a week together. I was so looking forward to our first Valentine's Day together. I made us reservations for an early dinner at our favorite steakhouse, and the plan was to come back to my place after that to watch a movie and have dessert. I got us a little heart-shaped chocolate cake and, 
quote unquote, dessert. Anyway, I'm kind of a string bean, 5'9", and it's a struggle to keep my weight, at least 125 pounds, the minimum for my height to not be underweight. There is nothing medically wrong with me, just have a really fast metabolism and have to be careful to eat enough. Boyfriend is also very slim, 6 feet, and about 145 pounds, but doesn't have a huge appetite. So it's always been a bit of a joke that I need to eat more and more frequently than he does. But until our Valentine's Day, I didn't really think it was an issue. He shows up looking amazing, gives me flowers and a really sweet card. I give him a gift I know he really wanted, an Apple Watch. And we head to the restaurant. He's a full-time grad student and I work, so I don't expect expensive gifts. Also, I am paying for dinner due to income differences, which I do not mind at all. When we get there, I dive into the bread basket and order a salad, surf and turf, small filet and a lobster tail, and a couple sides to share, sautéed spinach and mashed potatoes, and he gets a small cup of soup and a grilled salmon, pretty standard steakhouse stuff. Again, I am paying and it's definitely a treat meal, but not extremely unhealthy or or anything. I definitely relish my meal and finish everything except some of the sides. He eats a bit more than half of his salmon. Most of the way... Through the meal, he starts looking annoyed and distant, but won't tell me what's wrong. We get to the check, don't do dessert as we have it at my place, and as we're pulling up to my apartment, he says he's tired and just wants to go home. Says no, he doesn't want to come in for cake or sleep at my place. He wants to go home. In the moment, of course, I'm disappointed because it's Valentine's Day and our first one at that, but I tell him I'm so sorry and hope he feels better. I try to give him a kiss goodnight, but he turns his head and tenses up. This morning, he texts me to say he actually wasn't sick. He was embarrassed by how much I ate and turned him off. That I had made a pig of myself and it's really unattractive. Now, I do not shovel my food in and I had impeccable table manners, so it's not that. It's definitely just the volume of food. I tried calling him, but he won't pick up. Text me back saying he isn't up to talking and he needs more time to think. A couple hours ago, he texts again saying he's thought about it and he wants to break up. That my eating has upset him for a while and he was just trying to see if he can get over it, but he can't. I am so distraught and confused. Just yesterday before dinner, he was telling me how much he loved me and how lucky he was. And of course, feel horrible about myself for being disgusting, even though if I eat much less, I will lose weight and get sick. I guess I just have to accept that it's over, but hope someone might have some advice. Did I do something wrong or is there a way I can fix it? fuck this guy how how much does she weigh like she's saying that she has a fast metabolism she's not overweight she's, not like yeah she's five nine and 125 pounds okay she says that's the most weight uh, sorry the minimum for my height to not be underweight right so she's like she's lanky she's like she's, she's, like, she's like a green bean <laughs> yeah she's reasonable no and she she's just skinny. eats a lot she's paying for dinner she bought him an apple watch all this stuff and he's like i, I can't handle uh you eating so much food like it's not like she's like blah, 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 blah. like she's just eating and she just has to eat a lot let her she's eat. treating herself let the girl eat let, let her eat. eat it reminds me of uh white chicks yeah She'll have a salad uh no I'm going to have the garlic mashed potatoes, the garlic <laughs> steak. <laughs> yeah, no, screw this guy. Yeah. Like, what? Fuck him. Move on. Thank what God you're only together pussy, for seven years. What a pussy, oh, sorry, seven too. Months. Yeah. Right, what a pussy, too. Texts it. 
text it to her as one of kiss and stuff like that bro, like, bro you dodged a bullet you dodged a bullet get that apple watch back oh yeah fuck get that apple watch back yeah fuck this guy yeah fuck this guy there's an update oh i like an update First, thank you for those who were so supportive and validating that his reaction to my eating a hearty but normal steakhouse meal was way over the top. Your kindness made me feel a lot better about getting dumped and realizing I likely dodged a huge bullet. Sorry I didn't respond to everyone. I went to bed when there was only a few dozen responses, but when I woke up the next morning, the post was already deleted. Anyway, I realized I couldn't just block my ex because he had left a bunch of stuff at my house. Several outfits, worth of clothes, assorted toiletries, and electronic chargers. So I did text him the next day saying I understood, and did he want to come get his stuff, or should I bring it to him? I also asked if he was planning to return the watch, given how things went, and he didn't answer that, but he said he would stop in by a couple of hours. When he arrived, I gave him all of his things, neatly packed, and saw he was wearing the watch. He said he was keeping it because it was a gift. I told him I thought that that was pretty crummy of him, but ultimately I knew he is legally in the right. I had actually checked with a lawyer, a friend of mine, because it had been a gift freely given. And for something of a value of less than $1,000 that doesn't have any sentimental value, it just isn't worth fighting over. He went on to tell me he was sorry he went off on me that he had wanted to break up for a while because he was starting to see someone else in the grad school program. We did not have an open relationship and thought it would be easier if I just thought he was a big jerk for nagging me about my eating. And he had double booked for Valentine's Day with with a late dinner with her, which is the real reason he didn't eat much at our dinner and sought an excuse to get out of dessert and later activities. I'm shocked. I didn't read this. What? There's more. Honestly, I could have been really hurt and angry, but in the moment just felt sorry for him for being so immature he had to act this way. There's really nothing that turns me off and makes me lose feelings more quickly than a grown man acting completely childish, period. So I just told him best of luck and I hope he figures out his life. I don't expect we will have any future contact. Finally, to address one point from the prior comments, I know a lot of folks said I shouldn't have gotten him such an expensive gift after dating for only seven months. The thing is, I had usually dated men who are a bit older, not inappropriately, so maybe five to seven years older, and in a higher earning professions like law or finance, so I'm more used to giving slash receiving pretty expensive gifts. And figured here, even though he was a student, I still wanted to be as generous as I could reasonably afford to be. But going forward, I will be more careful and probably wait until dating at least a year to give gifts that cost more than a couple hundred dollars. So all in all, a bit of an expensive and hurtful lesson, but it certainly could have been worse. Looking forward to a brief break from dating scene and then hopefully dating more mature people. Absolutely disgusting. I want to fuck this guy up. <laughs> you uh, like, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even really know. Sick. I don't even know where to begin. He, he knew he was breaking up with her and he ex- accepted the Apple Watch and then refused to give it back. That's the biggest piece trash. of shit. That's trash. trash. And then he's cheating on her, had another Valentine's Day with somebody else when they didn't have an open relationship. And he thought to break up with her, he would look like a fucking asshole so she would break up with him? Or or no, he wanted he wanted her to hate her, him, basically. Yeah. Like, he wanted to look like an ass. That's fucked That's up. That's so fucked 
fucked up. That's so messed up. I hope she exposes him to this chick. And then why come clean about it? After doing all of that, don't yeah, fucking why come, come clean. clean. <laughs> why come clean then? You look like the biggest I fucking asshole. I wouldn't have given his stuff back until no. I got the Apple Watch back. And then when he told me all that stuff, it's like, oh, okay, uh, stay here one second. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to get a trash can. I'm going to get lighter fluid. I'm going to get a lighter. I'm going to say, you know what? I decide you can keep the watch because I'm going to burn your shit in front of you. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, angry. I'm infuriated. Yeah. I didn't read this update. That was wild. What a piece of shit. That was the wildest update that I've ever heard. Yeah. Talk- Who says I'm going to keep the watch because it's a gift when you yeah, literally, fuck you, buddy. When you literally did like, oh. Fuck off. That's disgusting. I hope she exposes him. Yeah. Talk comment. Fuck that guy for keeping the watch. What a loser. I want to comment, yo, throw his Instagram handle up in there. <laughs> Let's shame him. <laughs> Bro, you get Reddit to shred him. Oh, he, I'm sure he got shredded. Oh, my God. I oh, I want an update on his life. I hope it's a, in shambles. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> wow. It will be. It will be. He'll fuck over the next girl. He'll fuck yeah. over everyone in his life. No, he his life change. will turn to shit. Exactly. Karma will get him for sure. Karma. Karma. Good. Fuck that guy. What a fucking piece of shit. Everybody just loves to give everybody Apple Watches. I don't know why. <laughs> Denver got me an Apple Watch for our... Well, it was for our anniversary. Was it second, third anniversary? Think so third. It was when we were in our first apartment together. Yeah, it was our third. Yeah. I also bought Teresa's mom an Apple Watch, too. She loves it. Yes, she does. Yeah. All right. Moving along. Am I the asshole for wanting a Valentine's Day card? I... 22 female ordered a customized Valentine's Day card for my fiance, 27 male. Nothing extravagant. It came to less than five pounds with delivery. I'm a very sentimental person and I see cards with a written message as a small but meaningful gesture and tend to hold on to these quite dearly. I've still got cards for my 16th birthday. It arrived today in an envelope which showed the brand of the company that is quite well known for custom gifts slash cards. To which my partner asked, what is it? And I said, it's a Valentine's Day card I had ordered for him. At hearing this, his face scrunched up and he made a comment about how he won't be getting me a card because getting someone a card three times a year is too much effort and time. For reference, I get a card at Christmas and for my birthday from him. We started bickering over it and I tried to explain I'd rather a cheap card or a handmade card with a message than going out on a date and having to spend his money covering the bill. And that him saying he'd rather go out, make what I think is a small amount of effort to get and write a card kind of feels like he'd rather just throw money at the problem instead of doing something sentimental. He's now calling me demanding and ungrateful and got annoyed at me as I was starting to get emotional and crying. I told him that he had really upset me and all he said back was that I've upset him. I'm at a bit of a loss here as to what to do and if I was in the wrong for pushing him on this. He hasn't booked anything for Valentine's Day nor had he even mentioned wanting to go out which is why I thought a small card would be a nice gesture. I wouldn't have minded if he didn't get one for me but it's more the comment he made about it being too much effort. Am I the asshole? No. This makes me so upset. Just put in the effort, people. There's, for a, your there's significant obviously a effort. theme here. and Valentine's Day stories do have a theme. And I feel like that theme is people not putting in effort yeah. for their significant other. 
It's like they're not. We don't want much from you guys. Like you guys think we want the dinner and the flowers and everything, like all the expensive shit. Like no, most of the time, your girlfriend will just appreciate a card, a handwritten card, something thoughtful. Like you really don't have to, like she said, throw money at things just to solve the problem. Like that's not what she wants. She wants just something thoughtful, a five-pound card. Exactly. I feel like that's a genuine relationship. If you have something where your spouse is getting upset at you because all you got them was a handwritten card and they wanted to go to a fancy restaurant, that's a red flag. That's different. But like, yeah, you should be grateful that all she wants is a card is she's not expecting these extravagant dinners and stuff. She wants the sentimental. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like Teresa loves the sentimental I too. I do. I love them. Teresa has the best handwritten cards. And I actually I have one cards. for you guys. What? Bitch. Don't do that. I like to keep all of Teresa's cards Why that she gets me. On blast me. Here? Why not? This is about a Valentine's Day card. And I happen to have a Valentine's Day card. Um, this Valentine's, this is our sixth or seventh Valentine's. We are seventh, this is our right? Seventh, yeah. So this card was from two years ago. And I'm gonna two read Two years ago. This is I'm gonna read it for you guys. My honey. Happy early Valentine's Day. This is our fifth Valentine's Day together, and I couldn't be happier. Five years ago, as much as I wanted to spend time with you, I only ever saw you a couple times a week, barely got a sleepover, and now look at us. We have our own place together, we have two cats, and we are a happy little family. There are no words in the dictionary to describe my love for you, but I hope you know just how thankful I am every day that you worked out at 1045 every day in that gym. I couldn't imagine my life without you. The thought of a thought of it even for a second brings me to tears i am so grateful for all that you do for me you continue to make me feel special i'm the luckiest girl in the world to have you by my side i can't wait for our future and maybe have kids one day grow old (laughs) together and experience life with you by my side i love you more than you'll ever know love your valentine Teresa. wow Teresa has the best handwritten notes all the time. The best cards from like first year anniversary cards to all the time. And I am not a card person. I, I, I've never liked cards. I never like giving people cards because most of the time you get a card and you just write from this person. I hate getting cards for Christmas or anything like that unless they're just like a gift card in it. But Teresa absolutely love cards i love it i try to keep on hold to uh, all of them that i can you're lucky that i only had one in the drawer and i think the rest of them are in a storage box or something <laughs> i couldn't find any more because i wanted to get some old ones i wanted yeah. to have some old oh. ones i wanted to have some from like uh when teresa was in europe for 2019 when we were separated for valentine's day yeah but I have tried on my side to put in the effort and to give Teresa some cards. So I'm not a card person, but I understand that Teresa loves the card. So sometimes I force myself to go and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get a card and I'm going to write the best message in here that I can. And it's not very often that I do that for Teresa, but when I do it, I know Teresa 
goes head over heels for me anytime I write her a card. She just dies for it. She absolutely yes. loves it. And I remember when you were in Europe for five months and we were separated, yeah. I went to the dollar store and I bought a bunch of cards and I bought a bunch of glitter and everything like that. And I made all of these glittery cards and everything like yeah. that. And then I sent them to her for like once a month for like the five months. I bought like five cards and then she got like a card for me saying like, only this many more weeks, only this. And she was like, oh my God, what came in the mail and stuff like that and everything like that. And then also I got her friend to like go out and buy some like chocolates and I think a little bunny for her. Amanda helped me out and bought her some stuff and she came back and it was like on her desk in her room and stuff like that. So yeah. I've always tried to make an effort for the Valentines Even to make it thousands special. thousands of miles away. Exactly. He still made the effort. And I believe that Valentine's Day gets overhyped. I believe that it is a thing that is just built up. It's a fake holiday and stuff like that. But I understand that Teresa loves it. And I make the effort that because of Teresa, if Teresa came to me next year and she's like, hey, we can skip Valentine's Day. I'd be like, I'm down. I'm down. But I understand (laughs) that Teresa loves it. So I make sure that I go ahead and put in the effort. And I like what we do now where we rotate Mm-hmm. Um, through, uh, you know, like last year, Teresa took us to Medieval Times. I, I absolutely loved it. It was a show and dinner. It was like, it was so perfect. It's exactly what I was down for. The year before that, I took us to the CN Tower. <laughs> yeah. The year before that, I don't even remember what we did back then, but yeah. we try to rotate it. Yeah. And soon at the end of the episode, we have a couple more stories to go through. I'll tell you what I came up with this year that absolutely blew Teresa away. Yeah. Blew her out of the water. Hmm. Yeah, you're the best. Yeah. All right, moving along. (laughs) Okay. Okay, this one comes from Emma the Asshole. Emma the Asshole for making plans on Valentine's Day so I don't babysit my granddaughter. My 36 female daughter, Leah, 17 female, is a teen mom. My daughter got pregnant at 14 and it was very shocking news, but we found out very early on and she got to abort it. A few months later, and she got pregnant again, and I couldn't handle the situation very well at the time, but having my sister, her aunt, talk to her about what was what she was planning on doing, and she decided to keep the baby, which I'll admit I wasn't very happy to hear, and, it, and I told her she'll have to be responsible about her consequences. Of course, as a mother, I couldn't have her work and distract herself from school. I didn't want her to miss on her childhood, so I had to work evening slash night shifts to care for my granddaughter while Leah was in school. I realized that Leah had been taking advantage of my situation and making me cancel plans so I can babysit for her. I overheard her making plans for Valentine's two weeks ahead on the phone with someone saying, my mom will do it. She has no life anyways, and laughing afterwards. Being a single mom and having to work multiple jobs was hard enough, but since she gave birth to her daughter, I haven't gone out to any party. I've canceled many weekend gatherings so that my daughter can be able to hang out with her friends, and if I did go, I'd always have my granddaughter with me. And for her to laugh about my situation like that angered me. That same day, I was asked by a guy I've been seeing to accompany me on Valentine's, and I was hesitant, but I didn't want to miss the chance. He's a really nice guy, I haven't been on a date for almost six years, and it wouldn't hurt to give my daughter a taste of motherhood when she, at least, when she least expected it. I told my daughter that I got asked out for Valentine's Day, and she was happy at first, but then asked if I was going to take her daughter with me, and I said, obviously not, and she'll have to cancel plans for the day. I didn't expect her reaction to be so extreme. 
She cried, screamed, and told me I was being selfish, that I was letting her miss out on a date just because I thought a guy was interested in me. The argument didn't end very well. I stood my ground and went on the date, and she had to cancel plans, but she's still really mad about it and has been ignoring me. I love my daughter, and I wouldn't want her to miss anything, but I wanted her to learn a lesson and be responsible. My sister agrees with me, but my friend told me I should have done it on a normal day, not Valentine's. Does my approach make me an asshole? No, fuck this brat. Fuck this brat. brat. You got, okay, so you had unsafe sex while you were 14. You got an abortion. And then you did it again within like a year. Like you didn't learn your lesson. Yeah. And then you had a kid. This mom is already doing too much for her. Yeah. Like you're, you're still babying her. Like she gets to raise a kid. She gets to do online classes. She doesn't get to go to school anymore. She doesn't get to hang out with her friends while you watch her kid during the day. No, she gets to take her kid or gets to drop the kid off at a daycare and go to work or do something. She gets to figure it all out. The most, the absolute most that you have to do is put a roof over her head and feed her. That's the most that you have to do. You do not have to take care of her kid. She does not have to go to school during the day. She can take night courses. She can do online courses. She can figure all that stuff out you don't need to be sacrificing your job now if you want to as a parent that's your own decision but you you are reaping what you were sowing because you allowed this behavior to go on for that long and now you're finally deciding to stick up for yourself and do what you said of you know making her learn and stuff like that you should have been doing this a long time ago should have never been an expectation you should she uh, you should never have been watching her kid while she should go out on dates or anything like that I would yeah. never, if if my kid was that irresponsible and did that, I'd be like, yeah, you, you, this is what you chose. Like you didn't want to have safe sex. You wanted to have sex and you did this. You wanted to keep the baby and you want to do all that. Like you don't get to go to parties. You don't get to go on dates. Yeah. You don't get to do anything like that. You, unless you're paying for your own babysitter. So you have to use time to grow up. You want to be an adult? It's time to be an exactly. adult. Time to figure that shit out. Exactly. She's been still babying her and stuff like that. She's finally standing up for herself. So no way she's the asshole. So uh, I don't know if you noticed the age gap between mother and daughter, but she it seems that she was also a teen mom. Well, not really teen, but 19. So mom is 36 and daughter is 17. So Mm. she would have had her around 19. Early as well. So in my head, I'm thinking she's probably doing the same that her mom did to her or did for her. True. So I don't think there's anything wrong with helping out. I don't think there's anything wrong with helping out, but you got to... You got to create a boundary yeah. and you got to create responsibility in your kid. There's nothing wrong with once a month or something like that, like a special occasion, like, oh, yeah, she wants to go out and stuff like that. But it sounds like she's taking advantage of her. She and is. it sounds like she's the babysitter all the time. She switched to night shifts so that she could watch the kid during the day. When does she sleep? Like, yeah. Like, the, no, like, you want to have a kid while you're still in high school? Does your high school have a daycare that you can drop the kid off while you go to school? If it doesn't, cool. You get to take online classes. You get to take night classes. You get to take different stuff. You get to adapt your schedule. I'm not your babysitter. I'm working full time to pay the mortgage and to pay the rent and to pay the bills and to pay for food and stuff like that. You need to and pay for the clothes on your back. You need to adjust everything. Like, I'll even pay for the clothes for the baby's back, too. But everything else is on you. Well, see, I don't think it would have been a problem if the daughter appreciated her. But she doesn't. But she doesn't. Because the mom has been giving her too much. She thinks it's a joke because she gets whatever she wants because the mom hasn't instilled boundaries at all. Yeah. The mo- If it was, 
oh, I have to ask my mom. Maybe, you know, I'll check to see if she doesn't have plans or anything like that. I have mutual respect. But she says, my mom will do it. She doesn't have a life because she's already been doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. The no, kid it's is time used to, to it. It's time to set those strong boundaries and yeah. hold her hold responsible. Hold going forward. Hold her responsible, yeah. Um, obviously, vote is not the asshole. <laughs> um, top comment, not the asshole, but for fuck's sakes. Um, they're quoting op i told her she'll have to be responsible about the consequences of course as a mother i couldn't have her work and distract herself from school i didn't want her to miss out on her childhood so i had to work evening night shifts to care for my granddaughter while i while leo was in school end quote there will be consequences for your decisions immediately mitigates consequences yeah exactly she says there's gonna be consequences but then there is no consequences she then takes care of everything for her yeah yeah no she you do miss out on your childhood when you decide to have a baby early that's exactly what you should be missing out on or what you yeah will miss out on yeah you don't have somebody else to take care of it for you yeah she needs to learn her lesson and not be a brat nope she's being enabled yeah exactly all right moving along am i the asshole for wanting to go hiking on valentine's day instead of staying home A few weeks ago, my friend Kaylee and her boyfriend had a picnic on a hiking trail near our school. I thought it was so romantic when I saw her pictures on Instagram. I, 20 female, have been getting more into hiking in the last year. I've been trying to get my boyfriend Jamie, 20 male, to join me so we can do things together, but this hasn't been very successful. Jamie is pretty overweight. He prefers staying home and gaming or watching movies, which is fine and all, but most of our dates, three to four, tend to be geared towards what he wants to do. Mm. He says it's because he has joint pain. Valentine's Day is really important to me. My parents are total romantics, and they always went all out on dates and anniversaries when I was growing up. They are my relationship goals. A few days ago, Jamie asked me what I wanted to do for Valentine's Day. I said I wanted to go visit that hiking trail and go on a picnic. Jamie made a face and said he can't do that because of his knees. Instead, he suggested we go watch Madam Web. I don't want to watch Madam Web because one, it looks terrible, and two, it's no different than any other dates we've had before. I really want something special and more memorable. I barely remember the dates where Jamie decides what we get to do. I admit, I got emotional. Jamie just rolled his eyes and said I was being whiny and that I don't care about his health. He can't and won't hike, and I'm being a lousy girlfriend for wanting to do things he can't do. His friends agree with him, and mine agree with me. I think they only think that I'm not the asshole because I'm their friend. Am I the asshole? I don't think so. No, Jamie's friends only think he's not the asshole because they're his friends. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know how overweight he is if it actually is like he can't go on a hike like if it's like a medical issue and like how much pain he's actually in but it seems like she just kind of wants to walk somewhere and then have a picnic there yeah and generally walking and getting out is better for your health than sitting down and gaming and watching movies yeah that too so even if that's not good for your health like you should still be exercising to get better Better. towards your health so that you can go for hikes because it's actually worse for your health not to go on hikes yeah now i can understand if you're so overweight that your knees hurt when you're up climbing and stuff like that that you should be exercising so that you get that overweight underweight so that you can do the good exercises of hiking and stuff like that 
Yeah. I feel like there's some issues to unpack there. But the fact that you're just still not willing to do anything that she wants to do. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds like they're really at the end of it. It sounds like they're just not compatible. She wants to do hiking and stuff like that. He doesn't seem to want to do that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's time to move on. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Because if he's not willing to change and she has different expectations for the relationship yeah they might need to move on i don't think they're right for each other this says no one's the asshole this is an incompatibility issue not an asshole here neither of you want to do what the other does yeah no that's fair and uh edit there is an edit i called jamie last night asking if we can talk my call went to voicemail as i was leaving my dorm he sent me a text message that was basically a breakup message. He said that I was asking too much from him and that if I can't accept him for who he is, then he doesn't want to be with me. This morning, he called me and said that he made a mistake and he wants to work on our relationship. I blocked him. <laughs> now I'm looking to have a gal Valentine Day uh, hiking picnic, and I've already got two other girls who want to come with me. Yeah. It's time to move on from that relationship. Yeah. You guys aren't compatible. He doesn't want to do anything healthy and you want to do stuff healthy. That's not compatible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good ending. Exactly. Okay. This one is from Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole for calling my wife a Karen for complaining about our daughter's class Valentine's Day party being canceled? <laughs> That's like Karen was. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter is in third grade. She's a really good kid, but happens to be in really rough class with a ton of behavior issues and disrespect. I have a very favorable impression of her teacher, and she appears to have good management skills. It seems to be a bad group. On Friday the 12th, a few weeks ago, the Friday before Martin Luther King Day and the three-day weekend, my daughter's teacher tried to read the class a story about the life of Martin Luther King on the carpet at the very end of the day. Just after school ended that day, she made a very long and unhappy post on the platform teachers use to communicate with parents at our school. She said the class's behavior she experienced while trying to read the story was by far the worst behavior she has ever encountered in over a decade of teaching. She went on about how unbelievably disrespectful, rude, disinterested, and off-task the students were. She said that she had to send multiple kids to the office, that she had to stop the story midway through since the kids were being so rude and have everyone put their heads down at their desk with the lights off. Lots of the kids still continue to make noise, giggle, whisper, and she had to call off, call a staff member from the office to come to the classroom. I asked my daughter about it and she gave me additional details. One of the boys got sent to the office for making a very disrespectful joke about Martin Luther King's death. Another boy got sent because he got up and did a weird dance while she was reading and wouldn't stop. And another boy got sent outside for blowing into his elbow and making a huge fart sound. She said she didn't act up, which her teacher confirmed when my wife talked to her, but that most other kids were talking, making noise, and being rude as well. The following week, her teacher announced some whole class consequences. One, the whole class would spend both of their recesses on the wall the Tuesday they returned. The three boys I talked about earlier were on the whole week. Two, they had extra homework assignments each night that week on Martin Luther King that added about 15 minutes extra of homework per night. Three, the class Valentine's Day party where the kids design Valentine boxes and have a party exchanging gifts, eating candy, and listening to music is canceled. She said during the time when the other classes have their party, they'll be having a social studies test. 
My daughter was really upset about the party being canceled and has been complaining that it's unfair because she didn't act up. My wife agrees and these past couple of weeks has been complaining a lot about her teacher, which I'd never heard her do previously. Yesterday, she said something about wanting to complain to the principal and I told her that she sounded like a Karen. I said I applaud her teacher for not taking crap and the kids and giving kids some real consequences and said, life isn't always fair. Deal with it. That made her mad. Am I the asshole? Yeah, I think I think he's the asshole. Yeah, for sure. So what? The whole class gets punished because three boys were disrespectful and ruins it for the other 25 kids in the class or something like that. Hell's yeah, I'd go to the principal and be like, you can't. Treat- Why is my daughter getting extra homework? I'd be pissed if my homework. my kid did nothing wrong. And at recess time, they're just forced to sit against the wall and watch every other kid yeah. play. And they just have to stand still. I'd be livid. I'd be yeah. Karen, Darren, <laughs> Kevin, and all of that shit to the principal. <laughs> I'd be so upset. I'd be like, my kid is well-behaved, did nothing wrong, yeah. doesn't have recess, has extra homework, um, but definitely getting the uh, Valentine's Day canceled. No, here's what happens. The three boys or whoever was disrespectful, they get to go into the detention classroom while the rest of the room has their party. They get to leave and go and sit in the vice principal's office or the detention room or something like that. And everybody else still gets to have their party. So hells yeah, I'd be going to the principal to complaining on that stuff. And then you know what that teacher did? She just made all the kids who didn't do anything bad. Now they don't like her. And now they're not they're not going to behave as well either. So yeah, no, I agree with you. I would also be a Karen in this situation because... That's yeah, not being a Karen. It's not even being a Karen. Yeah, no, you're right, actually. It's not. It's just sticking up for your daughter because she didn't do anything wrong and she's being held responsible for other people's actions. Exactly. That's, that's not fair. That's not Him Karen. Him saying that life isn't fair, deal with it. I don't think that applies here. Oh, this is a kid. Yeah, this yeah. Is- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your bonus got canceled because uh, your coworker messed up. Oh, yeah, you're no, right. Oh, life's not fair. You're right. Exactly. Like... Yeah, why should you but, be held accountable for other people's shitty actions? Exactly. It, that's, no. I don't think you have the right outlook here. No. Nope. Um, top comment, though, is not the asshole. What? I respect your teacher for doing that. Instead of your wife complaining, why not take your daughter out f- for a family day to reward your daughter for her good behavior? Maybe lunch, the park, or even shopping at a local candy store. I'm sure your wife and daughter would agree to have a fun day. This way, it's a win-win for everybody. That's fair. Okay, you could do that, but you're ignoring the bigger issue is that the the daughter now doesn't like this teacher and is complaining about this teacher. There should have been a conversation with the teacher maybe first before the principal, and if the teacher doesn't see the error, then I would go to the principal. But all she's doing is making your daughter not like the teacher, not pay attention as much in class, not That's... be as participating and as actively learning. Yeah. It's only hurting the kid. Yeah, exactly. So 100%, I'd be saying something to the teacher first. Yeah. And then if it didn't make anything happen, then I'd be going to the principal. Yeah, and definitely get your daughter out of that classroom because it's going to disrupt her learning. Yeah, exactly. If it's a a bad group. Bad juju. You need to get out. You need to get her out because it will affect her. Exactly. Um, Another comment. Teacher here, you are the asshole. Your daughter's teacher's punishments are over the top and worse ineffective for the following reasons. One, Punishes kids who didn't engage in bad behavior. Two, too long from the bad behavior. Not logical. If that matches her regular discipline, then it's not a surprise she's having trouble with the class. If you punish kids, even when they don't misbehave, then why would they behave? Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Well said, teacher of Reddit. Applause. Clapping. (laughs) All right. Any update on that one? No. 
All right. Moving along. This one is from Choice Chicken from one year ago. Am I the asshole of Valentine's Day mishap? I'll try to keep this relatively brief. I semi-regularly buy my wife flowers from Costco because they're nice, last a while, and reasonably priced. I almost always get two dozen red roses for no other reason than to make her happy since she likes flowers. I occasionally get a thank you if I'm lucky. So a few weeks ago, I'm at Costco because I do all the grocery shopping and I grab two dozen roses because she's had a bad day at work. I get home and she reminds me she's leaving the next day for a work trip. And I didn't even really get a thank you for the flowers. She gets back from the trip and later that day, I get a call that my dad is unexpectedly moving to the ICU because he was recovering from a surgery that didn't go well. The next day, I hop in the car and I drive three states over to see my parents. When I get there, I realize that this is probably the end for him. My dad and I always liked ice cream, so while he was so lucid, I ran down the street to our favorite place to grab a few scoops to cheer him up. I see some Valentine's Day chocolates, and I grab some for my wife, not really thinking I'll be back for Valentine's Day or even be in the mood, but I get it anyway. My dad passes away a few days later, and the next day I have to drive back home three states over to pick up my kids and bring them back. Wife has a work trip she can't get out of, so she meets us a few days later for the funeral. While I was back packing up the kids, I leave the chocolate on my desk. I forgot to put it on her nightstand, and I wasn't really thinking about Valentine's Day. So the funeral is on Friday. On Sunday, my wife takes the kids back home three states over, and I stay behind to help my mom since this was very unexpected. I was only going to stay a few days, but my wife convinces me to stay for a week. Tuesday rolls around just a few days after my dad had passed away, and the first thing I do is text her, Happy Valentine's Day. Sorry I'm not there, yada yada. The response? Stuck in traffic, not feeling the love. Um, Okay, she's in the car, no big deal. Didn't hear from her again until she calls on the way home from work. Had a short, normal conversation and didn't really discuss much or even Valentine's Day. She gets the kids to bed and texts me that she's drinking alone on Valentine's Day. This turns into a huge fight about how I didn't send her flowers or order her dinner for the night. (gasps) She didn't tell me when she would be back from the kids' activities or she had other plans that night. I'm three states away. How the fuck am I supposed to know when to order her dinner? I told her I bought her chocolates while my dad was in the ECU, but I left them on my desk. She then sends me a picture of the chocolates in the garbage. So in the end, my wife is pissed at me for not buying flowers or ordering her dinner while I'm three states away a few days after my dad's funeral. I told her we could do something when I'm back in town in a few days. Am I the asshole for not ordering something for Valentine's Day? Am I being insensitive? I can't believe I'm even have to ask this, but she's actually still pissed at me. No, she's being insensitive. Uh what a fucking bitch. Literally. Her, his dad just died. And you're only thinking about yourself and your stupid fucking flowers? He did get you chocolates and you fucking threw them in the garbage? Yeah. What the fuck? That's I'm messed pissed. Up. She seems cruel. And, and she doesn't even thank him. But didn't he get her flowers? I'm confused. Yeah, the, he got her flowers before he left. He got he her left. flowers. And she didn't even say thank you. So it, it sounds like she doesn't even appreciate what he's doing for her. Seems like he gets her flowers all the time and she doesn't appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Is she... I hope he shows her this. 
top comment is your wife voldemort is this real <laughs> your wife is missing empathy kindness and common yeah. freaking sense i can't even with this monster wow that's fucked up that's messed up poor guy just lost his poor dad guy. if there's any loss or grief like that valentine's day doesn't matter it's just a day that we humans made up to make us happy to move on with our lives throughout the year and celebrate yeah. something but if there's a loss in the family a loss of life like it doesn't matter that valentine's always day does first. not matter yeah that comes second third fifth 17th like yeah oh my god he still tried to make her feel special he yeah her flowers before he texted he left. her on valentine's day sorry i'm not there what a fucking bitch literally <laughs> poor guy i feel yeah. for him no i feel I really feel for bad for guy. him if they weren't married i would say break up literally divorce done out of here peace <laughs> oh there is an update oh we got divorced no, Shut I'm just Bruh. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. <laughs> Not over that. Uh, that's funny. But no, if if this does seem to be something that happens often where she's not appreciative of what he does like yeah if it keeps adding up and and he keeps getting pushed to the side and not isn't shown that he's appreciated could lead to a divorce honestly yeah absolutely yeah all right moving along all right this is my last one okay this one comes from entitled people and we have a similar um, we had a similar in the past, so a similar story in the past. So I wonder mm. how you're going to react to this one. Let's hit it and let's find out. All right. Sister-in-law is hosting a dry Valentine's Day party. Folks aren't happy. <laughs> Inspired by another post to share our, fa our family drama. So I'm a former bartender by trade. Despite being in a different career now, I never lost the passion for mixing cocktails. My sister-in-law loves hosting and decided to host a Valentine's Day party, family invited. Since most of us are driving and we have social host laws here, she wants it to be a dry event. She came to me and asked if I could come up and serve themed mocktails. I said absolutely. When my aunt's immediate family read the fine print about no alcohol being served, a couple of them messaged us about bringing their own booze. We told them no and explained our reasons. Now they're complaining all over our messages about how boring this party is going to be, how weird it's going to be without alcohol served, etc., etc. Eventually, I had enough and told them, what is your obsession with getting wasted? If you can't spend a few hours sober, maybe stay home. Feels like I opened a can of worms. I'm so tired of dry events being a social faux pas. Edit. So by popular request, I'm sharing the menu of what we have so far. Hot drinks. Coffee, tea, hot chocolate, hot apple cider. Punch, raspberry ginger ale with Hawaiian punch and sherbet ice cream. Mocktails, Shirley Temple's, non-alcoholic slushy of heroism, blue curacao syrup, lavender syrup, lychee syrup. Unnamed cranberry mocktail with grenadine and honey and WIP, etc. We'll be adding more. We're still experimenting. Food, extra large charcuterie board, vegetable tray, prime rib, candied sweet potatoes and we're still deciding on a potential pasta dessert german chocolate cake red velvet cupcakes and a candy version of a charcuterie board yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with that i feel like you're reflecting on the last one from our wedding episode a couple <laughs> ago they wanted to have nothing but water at the wedding that's ridiculous okay fine 
This one has mocktails, has cider, has hot chocolate, tea, coffee, has absolutely everything. This is sounds great. And yeah, there are you are responsible as a host if you let somebody get wasted, they go out and get in an accident and kill somebody. Guess what? You're responsible and you could be facing jail time. So absolutely I can understand why they're like, yeah, we don't want to do that. Maybe some of those aunts and uncles are heavy drinkers and yeah. they do do that. And you're like, yo, I'm not taking that responsibility. I know exactly how you're like. And they probably are because they're throwing a big tiff about it mm-hmm. that they can't drink. It's like, hey, listen, if you if you can't handle that, don't come. Don't exactly. Come. Don't come. Don't come. Top comment. I don't understand why people have to make it such a big deal. If you really want to drink that bad, then don't come. Why is it so hard? The fact that you are going to make some awesome mocktails sounds like it's going to be a great time exactly they're putting in the effort it's not like they're having a valentine's day party and they're saying we're only serving water yeah exactly (laughs) they're making an effort they're making mocktails making everything you don't need to drink and get wasted and stuff like that absolutely nothing wrong with this situation okay good i'm glad we're on the same page (laughs) oh we're on the same page this time I think Teresa's forgetting that the page that she was on last time was it's okay that there's only water at a wedding. Yeah, and I still stand by it. And surprisingly, a lot of people in the comments also agreed with me. Listen, I know you paid people to post those. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay, there's a small update. Update. So the party was resounding success. The mocktails were a huge hit, especially with the kids. We took so many pictures of them pretending to be fancy with the drinks, with their pinkies out and everything. Aunt and uncle didn't come. Their loss, but their children and grand- grandchildren came, respected our rules, and even said they had a good time. We were asked if we would host another dry event in the future, so our next plan is to do a summer ween party in June. Jack melons and summer mocktails, here we come. That's great. I That's love awesome. that. Yeah, and there's no reason to have alcohol at every single party and no. stuff like that. No, don't need it. Sounds like their aunts and uncles are alcoholics anyway, so there's a good reason that yeah, they, shouldn't, they should... probably don't want them. Maybe you should take a clue. All right, moving along. I've got one more story. All right. Am I the asshole for sending my girlfriend too many Valentine's Day flowers and making her sister's husbands look bad? <laughs> All right, this is from one year ago from Flower Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. To explain where I'm coming from here, I need to establish two things. One, I have a high-paying job that often requires me to drop everything to travel without notice. It is infuriating sometimes, but I get paid well, so I've learned to live with it. Number two, my girlfriend loves flowers more than anything else. I get it. Most girls love flowers, but they are her favorite thing in the world. She literally makes me stop the car when we are driving just so she can take pictures of some pretty flowers that she sees. Early on in our relationship, I had to miss something important without notice. To make up for it, I sent her three dozen roses. She loved it and, probably as a joke, told me that I had set the bar so high and I had better always send her three dozen roses if I was going to let her down in the future. (laughs) We've been together three years since then and I've always sent three dozen roses whenever we would be apart. It's a tradition and we both love it. On to the dilemma. My girlfriend got bad news about a family member's health and headed back to her hometown a couple weeks ago. I couldn't join, but her two sisters came back with their husbands. Valentine's Day came around, and although it wasn't my fault we weren't together, I ordered a gift of three dozen roses plus candy and a stuffed animal. 
Day of, I got an alert from FedEx of a delayed shipment and panic. It broke my heart to think she wouldn't get any flowers that day. So I called around to a local florist and found one that could deliver them for free. I sent another gift back of three dozen roses. Turns out FedEx managed to deliver the original package as well. Girlfriend ended up with six dozen roses, two cards, two boxes of chocolates, and a teddy bear. She joked that I had now raised the bar and she expected no less than six dozen roses anytime we were apart. All jokes aside, I could tell she really appreciated the trouble that I went through. The next day, I heard from her sister's husband. They were furious with me, saying I made them both look awful. Turns out, one bought his wife a leftover bouquet of half-dead tulips, and the other didn't get his wife anything at all. I guess they both were going to use the commotion as an excuse. My girlfriend ended up sharing her roses with both of our sisters so they could all feel special, but it was clear that they were all from me. My instinct was to take a victory lap, but my girlfriend's mom and dad called and explained that they thought I should apologize. While they appreciate me always making romantic gestures because I can afford to do so, but their other daughter's husbands can't. They see where things are going and assume that we'll all be family soon and it would be a good idea for me to make peace with the other two. That's true in a sense that I really didn't mean to do anything to their derailment, but I also never expected them to be such shitty partners that they thought it would be okay to not even bring their wives flowers on Valentine's Day. But maybe I'm wrong for holding them to the standard that I've set for my own relationship. So am I the asshole? No, absolutely not. These fucking guys. It has nothing to do with you. Stop making it about you. It has nothing to do with you. And it wasn't his actions that made you look like shitty partners. You did that all on yourself. All by yourself. You look like a shitty partner. All by yourself, bro. Exactly. Like, this dude is uh, this dude's awesome. He said yeah. three dozen roses amazing. to his uh, girlfriend. Like, that's amazing. She's like, she loves it. He loves it. It's good. It's He's taking that time and making that effort to do it. I he, love that. I love that, too. I love that for them. It sounds like she's going to be very happy. This is great. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not his fault that the other husbands are pieces of shit. Exactly. What is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to the do? The fact that the parents are trying to get him to apologize for what? Just to keep the peace. Some people are no. to keep the peace. I'm a big, big believer of not keeping the peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big believer of stirring the pot and standing your ground when you did nothing wrong. No, especially he did nothing wrong at all. I wonder what the, the girlfriend thinks. Just amazing. Yeah, there's no update or anything like that. The top comment is just saying what we said. Ha ha ha, this is a hard, not the asshole. Sorry your wife's sisters have shitty husbands, but exactly. that's not your fault. But yeah, now this is the official Reddit lore. We all expect you to send no less than six dozen roses anytime <laughs> the two of you are apart. Keep us updated every year. Yeah, right? We'll, we'll triple it Yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really. I read his profile. He doesn't comment anymore. There's no updates yeah. on their relationship or anything like that. Oh, well. Keep doing you, buddy. You're yeah, doing you, great. you keep it up, bro. You're doing a great job. <laughs> great job. Good job, buddy. Setting bud. a great example. Maybe next year they'll get flowers for their girlfriends or wives. Exactly. Okay, so I actually lied, and uh, we do have one more story. We have a 
listener submission. Our first one. So we have said that if you guys want us to read your story, which we'll do at the end of an episode, uh, send us an email, send us a DM on Instagram or TikTok. Just reach out to us and we'll be happy to read your uh, user submission story for our at the end of the ep- next episode and stuff. So this is our very first one. So we are very excited. Thank you guys so much for helping us grow. We should be at 10,000 followers on Instagram by the time that this uh, podcast goes yeah. live. It's insane. Uh, it is insane. YouTube is jumping up. Our podcast downloads have exploded. We've gotten like, uh, we're at over 800 downloads now. The last like five or six days, been over 100 downloads per day. It's absolutely unbelievable. So thank you all the, all you guys who are new, who have come on board to support us, who have clicked that subscribe button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you give us a, a five-star rating as well. That would help us out on the store. So yeah, Teresa is going to read our, uh, our submission so let's get into it Woo-hoo. okay i actually even ha- i haven't read this yet so this is gonna be a surprise for both of us fresh one all right am i the asshole for refusing to allow my husband's ex-wife to live with us me 35 year old female my husband 30 year old male have been together for six years in total married for two he has three beautiful children who i welcomed into my life with open arms they were four three and eight months when we first got together and it was a big but beautiful change in my life. Two months before our wedding, my husband and my oldest stepdaughter came to me about their biological mom living with us. They pleaded their case, stating that it would be better for the kids having all parents under one roof. Keeping a calm composure, I politely disagreed and gave my husband a stern look, meaning we would talk later. Later came and again my husband talked as if it were a good idea and how he wanted the best life for his children. I respect that, but I respect myself more. I got future sister-in-laws involved and they completely destroyed my husband with their words, leaving him livid at me for discussing our private conversations with his family. I eventually gave my husband an ultimatum and he continued to be harassed by his sisters until he came to his senses. Although it's been over two years, it still sickens me that my husband considered it, and now my stepdaughter resents me for it at times. Please tell me I'm not awful for not allowing that. Also, this woman constantly makes fun of my infertility issues. That's it. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, first off, you did the right thing. You did absolutely nothing wrong. The husband did the wrong thing here. Why would he even bring the kid into the conversation that's something that he would have to say i will think about it and then he goes and has a conversation with you which he shouldn't even that's not even a question you you why would you ever want your ex living with you no circumstance could i ever see that being acceptable and then he goes back to the kid and explains to the kid why that is not the best idea why people break up and why they need to move on and why space needs to be given and respect being given to the new partner so no, sounds I, like this is something she's battled with for two years and she's just kind of getting it off her chest. Yeah. So it uh, happened two years ago and she's saying she still kind of resents him for for even wanting this in the first place. And honestly, your feelings are so valid. So valid. I would hold resentment towards that, too. Yeah. First of all, having his daughter in the in the conversation with you is unacceptable. Form of manipulation. Exactly. They, they, they're trying to steamroll you. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. He's trying to get you to say yes because his daughter's there and, you know, you don't want to disapp- disappoint the daughter maybe. But that's... 
Yeah, that's really not even awful. on you. That's it's on the daughter only resents her because of his actions. Exactly. Exactly. The daughter He exactly, should have put yeah. that on himself and not let that happen or get that far. If you want the parents to have a close relationship, don't break up. Don't get divorced. Yeah. If you have and you're looking for a compromise. The compromise isn't that they live in the same house. Maybe she can live a couple streets over or at the end of the street or something like that. Live in a house nearby within walking distance. So the kid can walk really close to the, the other spouse. Yeah. That's what I would think would be a decent compromise. Even that would piss me off. But <laughs> yeah, like maybe a couple streets over so I don't have to like see you in your yard and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the kid can go through the, the back trail or something. But like live nearby within walking walking or biking distance so that the kid can visit very easily. Living in the same house with a new partner is not healthy for the kid either. The kid will always yeah. be wanting his original parents to get back together. The kid's never going to understand that. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's giving them a false hope kind yeah, of. exactly. Like, that's It's not real. It's like you're playing house. If it's, you think you're being disrespected by that kid now, it would only have been worse if that had actually come to yeah. fr the fruition. Yeah, it's really, really odd that your husband would think that this in any world would have been okay. Yeah. Even if you got, got along with her, even if you were the best of friends with her, right? it's still it's fucking weird. It's so weird. Suspicious. And for weird. this woman to constantly make fun of your infertility issues, I'm so sorry. Fuck that bitch. Fuck her. She sounds like an awful person. She and does. I don't think you should be going through this. And no, you're completely valid and... Maybe you should just bring it up with your husband again. Like, I know this happened two years ago, but... I still think about it. I still think about it. It's still something on my mind. And it it honestly, I don't want it to be, but it it makes me resentful towards you a little bit. And yep. can we just... I, I feel like we don't have clo closure about it. So I would just like to maybe talk about it again. Exactly. In a mature, like, adult conversation. Yep. But... Yeah, no, that's tough. No, that's you're valid. Tough. And there's a reason your sister-in-laws are on your side. So stick to that. Exactly. There's yeah, a reason. There's yeah. They were the, he's the, they were the, him and his kid were the delusional one. Although his kid, he's the responsibility for allowing those thoughts to happen or anything like that. He should have shut that down. So yeah, it's all on him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks right. for writing in, That's though. All, yes, thank you for writing in. We appreciate the submissions, and we can't wait to hear more of your stories in the future from all of you guys. So, yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode eight of Thread Talk with Denver Whoa. and Teresa. Oh my god! Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Follow us on the other social media platforms. If you're not, give us those five star ratings, and we will see you uh, next week. We're going to be having a guest <gasps> on. Teresa's friend Louisa is coming yes. in, so stay tuned. We're going to have our first guest on the podcast very exciting thanks guys bye bye